another episode of Polly Plus Amore Equals Us. Today we are talking about astrology and so let me actually let me back up. We recorded this episode with one of my friends. Her name is Izzy. She is a real astrologer and we recorded this episode with her and it was super great. But then we had so many technical issues that it just, it it ended up not being usable, which was such a bummer. But we really enjoyed this conversation and Mike especially. And so we were like, we have to just, we still have to put this episode out. So Mike and I recorded this episode together, just the two of us, um, still going over all of the same information. Um, and so that's what this is. So we aren't talking with Izzy, but if you stick around to the end of the episode, I will give you all of her information. So if you want to learn more about astrology or if you want to book a session with her, you can. Um, but so today in this episode, we are just doing, this is part one part one of two, because when Mike and I recorded this together, we ended up having a two hour long conversation. And so we're breaking it up into two different parts. So in today's episode, excuse me, in today's episode, we are mostly going through Mike's chart because I feel like when I got into astrology, I was like, oh, wow, this is really amazing, really fast. But Mike, it's definitely been like a three-year sort of journey for him. And now he really, really likes astrology. And so we wanted to start this episode with him and his chart because, yeah, because he's like the math and science guy, you know, and then for him to be into astrology and also how how all of this ties into polyamory. And so, yeah, in today's episode, we talk about Mike and his chart. We go through the basics. So if you have no idea about astrology, don't worry. Like this will, like we break it down in a way that will hopefully make sense to you. And if you're like astrology, what? Just trust me, okay? Just you know, give it a shot, take a listen, see what you think, especially when you hear it from like Mike's perspective and his journey with all of it. It's just, yeah, it's, I mean, clearly we had a two hour conversation about it. So clearly it's, you know, it's a good one. So that's today's episode. And then next week, um, we will continue the conversation Um, it's a shorter episode and we go into my chart, um, but we don't spend nearly as much time talking about my chart as we do with Mike's. So yeah, here we go. Um, like I said, stick around at the end of the episode. If you're like, wow, I, I want to learn more about astrology or I, you know, I want 
to get a reading of my own chart. Stick around and I'll give you all of that information. But otherwise, here we go. Let's hop right into it and yeah, get ready. Okay, today we are talking about astrology. And yeah, Um, astrology is something that I'm like super into. I love astrology. Um, I started getting into astrology um, a few years ago now. It's been like almost three years um, that I started to learn about astrology and like read about it and sort of like follow it and understand it. And it's way more complicated than people think. It's way more than just like, what's your sign? Oh, I'm an Aries. Like it's, it's so much more than that. It's so complicated. And it's like a whole language in and of its own. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's complicated. And so I started learning about it and talking to Mike about it. And at first, he definitely thought I was crazy. Um, Well, maybe not crazy, but he was just like, Sure, yeah, Mercury retrograde, whatever that means. Um, oh, yeah, when you, like, <laughs> hop into, like, these details that I've never heard of before. I had just a little crazy at first, but... I know, I know. Over time, you explained it all. And... Yeah. Yeah, but after <clears throat> after a while of me, like, always talking about it and and bringing it up and looking at our charts and stuff, like, Mike has definitely sort of come around to it. Yeah, I've... I definitely started out very skeptical at first. I yeah. Mean, I just never, I only knew like the stereotype of astrology. Yeah. Like as you were saying, like, oh, what's your sign? Or, yeah. You know, and like in the movies, like some of those characters are, are portrayed as like very like out there and yeah, very eccentric. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I really had no like real perception of or understanding of what it really was. Yeah. Um, just stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you started getting into a lot more detail and explaining and practically teaching me the basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I started, I definitely started coming around. I think it's a good way to put it. Like, you know, yeah. I'm not fully bought in, but yeah, I think at the very least, it's a great way to like kind of start your, your self assessment, like your, your dive into like uh, just kind of analyzing yourself. Yeah. Developing a, yeah, just developing a sense of, like, who you really are, like, what, what makes you tick, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's, that's what it was for me. It was a catalyst to, to more self-awareness. Yeah. I guess I should say. And, uh, yeah, it has been – I have been definitely intrigued and surprised at how detailed and accurate, mm-hmm. you know, my, my uh, sign descriptions have been and some mm-hmm. of my house descriptions. Yeah. So that's been uh, – that's definitely been surprising. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's been uh it's been really cool to to learn about from you. So yeah, thanks for thanks for always talking to me about it and what can I say <laughs> except you're welcome. That's the thing, you weren't even like, <laughs> you weren't even trying to convince me, you know, like, oh believe well, no, this, of like I not. believe it. You were just like explaining it to me and I'm like, Well, okay. Yeah. You know, you let me like make up my own mind. You weren't trying to sway me in any way. Yeah. So I think that's why it's even more like it's become even more I don't know, meaningful or kind of important to me mm-hmm. intriguing yeah I'll say that yeah yeah because I yeah I wasn't ever like 
like forcing it on you or pushing it on you or being like, oh my God, believe this. Yeah. But it was something I was really excited about and I wanted to talk about. And just the more we talked about it, the more, yeah, you started to realize like, oh shoot, this is like, this is a real thing, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there was, you know, I I like the descriptions of like each sign Mm -hmm. and like, you know, some of them at times can seem vague in, in general. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like when they like when you really compare that description to like the core of who you think you are, mm-hmm. then I think there's there can definitely be some some truth and accuracy there. Yeah. Well, and but that's the thing. So like when you're reading about astrology on an app or on a website or something, right? Like it's not. They're, they can be very detailed, but it's not the same as a real person looking at your chart and seeing how everything is interacting with each other. So that's the thing. It's yeah. like you can read what it means to have your son in Aquarius, or for me, your son in Aries. You can read what that means, but then you also have to take into account all of the other signs and all of the other planets and all of the other aspects and how do they play with your sun in Aquarius. Yeah. So you you can't just look at the one because, of course, when you look at just one little aspect, some of it is going to be like, yeah, that makes sense. And some of it is going to be like, eh, not quite because you have to look at how all of the other pieces play together. It's like a big puzzle. And so if you're only looking at one little piece of the puzzle, of course, the picture isn't going to make sense. You're looking at one piece. Mm -hmm. Or if you're looking at three pieces, you're going to see like, oh, okay, this little piece Mm -hmm. of the picture makes sense, but you're not looking at the entire picture. Yeah. So it's like only knowing what your sun sign is, is like only knowing one piece in your 100 piece puzzle. So you have to you have to look at how they play together to see the full picture. And that's why when you only read one thing, it can seem very like general or vague or like half of it feels true and the other half doesn't. But when you take that piece and then you read a few other pieces and you look at how they fit together, it's like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. it's super specific and it's really like spot on. Yeah. Yeah, that was exactly it. Like, since you knew so much more about it than I did, you're just able to, to, you know, pull up, like, the descriptions and, you know, tie all, like, all the pieces of, I guess, of, of my chart together for me. Mm-hmm. So if you're, like, a noob and you're only looking at, like, your, you know, your sun sign mm-hmm. or maybe, like, like you know, the, your moon and your rising, too, like, it's the basics. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can get, like, a few of those pieces, as you were saying, and maybe start forming a picture. But, yeah, there can be a lot more detail mm-hmm. that you're missing out on. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what really like that's what really intrigued me is because as you were adding all this detail, I was like, "Whoa, this is like mm-hmm. this is getting like more accurate, and more spot on." Yeah, you were kind of creeped was, out at first. You were like, "Whoa, yeah. this is scary." <laughs> like, how, does, how does this thing know me? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a little it's a little odd at first, but yeah, I mean that was that was definitely a, a cool process to go through. Mm-hmm. I still want to go through and read just more. Also, that aren't related to to my chart yeah. or my signs. Yeah, know? I kind of wanted like a full like a full spectrum. Yeah, of like what are all the different signs? Like, what does each one mean? 
Mm-hmm. That way I can have a comparison also because right, right now I, I kind of just know my own. Yeah. But knowing the others, it, you know, it'd be even more interesting to see how, mm-hmm. you know, my, my chart compares to like just yeah. what I don't have in my chart. Well, and that's the fun thing about um, we're going to be using the CoStar app for anyone listening, if you're curious, CoStar. Um, but on that app, you can like find your friends on there and then you can look at their charts. Mm-hmm. So if you have a friend who's on there and then you can read through their chart and compare it with yours and be like, oh, wow, this is the same. This is different. Oh, this, these are the ways we're compatible. These are the ways that we're not. But you can read through everything in their chart and then you'll see like, so pick a friend who you feel like is totally opposite of you, you know, and then read their chart and you'll see, you'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. it's definitely not me. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That'd be even, yeah, that'd be even more intriguing. Yeah. To like, cause you, you already have an idea of like, your close friends and family members, like who they are to you and like what yeah. their strengths and weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting reading their charts and seeing like, mm-hmm. you know, do I feel like this is also spot on and accurate for them? Yeah. Yeah. And if like and for all, all these people in your life, like, you know, if their charts are pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I, interesting. I have done that. Right. I did that with my parents. I read their charts. I did it with, um, my sister-in-law, Joanna, um, with Matt and Terry, you know, like we've, yeah, I like, I've looked at all of their charts and like, I feel like every time I look at someone's chart now, it's like, it makes so much sense. And it just really like, I'm like, ah, this, this part of who you are now makes more sense to me because, you know, I'm like, I read it in the chart and I'm like, oh, that's where this comes from. Or that's why they do things this way. You know, it just like, to me, it, it just helps sort of like flesh out like why a person does certain things or acts a certain way. And it, for me, it's always made sense like every single time. <clears throat> but so what does this have to do with polyamory, <laughs> right? And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But the reason why I wanted to have this conversation is because I feel like if I had known about astrology, like when Mike and I were dating, and if I had known my chart and like what some of the placements in my chart meant, then I think it it probably would have helped sort of like validate some of the experiences I was going through. And it might have led me to realizing that polyamory was the right choice for me sooner and we'll get more into that once we like get into the into my chart and and some of the placements in there um but that's part of the reason why and it's like you were saying astrology is like a really good way of like going inward and looking at yourself and asking some of those questions of like you know who am i why why do i do things a certain way and like asking some of those deeper questions and through that learning more about yourself. And so I just wish I had known because then I feel like some of these questions could have been answered or at least maybe I would have started asking some of these questions sooner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If I had really known what astrology was. So that's, that's the reason behind this episode and why we're talking about astrology. Um, okay. Okay. Should we dive in? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start with Mike's chart um, because 
I don't know, because his chart is, it's newer. I don't know. It's a newer thing for you. I, I, I could yeah. just spout out off my chart and all <laughs> the things, and but we're going to start with Mike. Yeah, let's start somewhere. <clears throat> yeah. So we're going to start with the three, um, the, the three like main signs. They're, they're called like the big three. So it's your sun sign. And that's a sign that like everybody knows when you're like, what's your sign? And it's like, oh, I was born, you know, at the end of February into beginning of March. Like, you know, like that's your sun sign. The, the one that everyone knows from their birth date. So we're going to start with that. Um, and so Mike was born February 10th. Uh, so that makes him an Aquarius. Aquarius is like the end of um, January through mid-February, you know. Um, so yeah, your sun sign is in Aquarius. And Aquarius is the one of one of the very last signs. So it is the last air sign in the zodiac, and it is the second to last sign in total in the zodiac. So it's kind of like when you start at the beginning with Aries, which is my sun sign, that's the first sign. So when you think about it, it's like kind of like a life cycle as well. So Aries is like a child, you know, and then as you go through the zodiac, the signs get like older and older. That's kind of like how I like to think of it. So if Aquarius is the second to last sign, Aquarius is like an older, mature sign. Um... So Aquarius is also very, like, eccentric. Um, my favorite thing to say about Aquarius is they're like, let your freak flag fly. You know, Aquarius is very, like, open-minded. It's an air sign. Um, Aquarius is very, like, be yourself no matter what, no judgments, um, but also a bit of a rebel of being like, I'm going to go against the status quo. I'm, um, I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to do things that, like, even if it's not what society wants, I'm going to do, do something different because it works for me. Um, Aquarius is also, but at the same time, Aquarius also really looks at, like, the collective. So what, what is good for like everyone or for the group that's not necessarily always like the status quo. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when when your sun sign is in Aquarius, um, your, your sun sign is basically like who you are at your core. Um, so yeah, at your core, you can be very... Um, usually not very judgmental, usually very open-minded. Um, Aquarius, yeah, is very, ah, shoot. I'm like, why, now I'm coming up. Do, do, do. Yeah, rebellious nature, eccentric, spontaneous. Um, so I'm, just so everyone knows, I'm sort of like giving my interpretation of everything. I am not an astrologer. Um, but I feel like I have a pretty good understanding and I also have the CoStar app, um, or I'm sorry, I'm, I'm using the Time Passages app. Um, I also have that open just to kind of like help me, um, because I am not an astrologer. Um, but anyway, so, oh yeah, this is, this is the other thing about, um, 
Aquarius. Because Aquarius is an air sign, you're forward thinking and detached um, can can seem conservative they're though they're really not you know what I mean so very like forward thinking what <laughs> no yeah I just that's just funny because like some of those things like you know let your free flag fly like I'm like yeah that's at first I'm like that's not really me but that last part definitely is because I can seem conservative but like I don't know when it comes to just like being open-minded or like letting loose when I'm mm -hmm. like you know not at work or not like bogged down by something like yeah I, yeah I do feel like I'm like very open yeah and like very not conservative I just I have my moments when like I'm serious and I, I feel like I am conservative mm -hmm. but yeah and I, I've always felt there's like I guess everyone at, at some point has like an inner rebel in them yeah but uh yeah I've just I've always felt like I feel like I've had those characteristics, like the rebelliousness, like, mm -hmm. well, I'm, I'm just open-minded in general. Like, I've never, like, I've always listened to new ideas, and I've never been, like, I'm 100%, like, going to believe this one thing and nothing else. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the one thing that was, that's probably difficult for a lot of people to, like, like, who know me, they'd probably be like, oh, this isn't really you. It's just because, like, all that has been, like, inward for me, and I haven't fully, like, expressed it, mm -hmm. as we've talked about in the past. And Yeah. I think later on, we'll probably get into <clears throat> something related to that. Oh, we will. On one of the other signs. We will. So, yeah, it's, like, all these things, like, I hear that, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, that's how I feel. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's, I would say, like, you know, if I have, like, a strong, like, like, you know, like, resonance to, to those traits. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people be like, uh, I don't know, Mike, I don't know if that's really you. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's just, I, I, like, I just, I would feel them, but, like, I would never, like, outwardly express them mm -hmm. for the most part. Yeah. I have moments where I do, but, yeah, a lot of the time I'm not. And I think also just in general, I just, I tend to be a little more, like, contrary, and I'm always trying to, like. But that is such an Aquarian trait. Yeah. And my, yeah, my brother definitely is, too. And oh, yeah. Brother. <laughs> yeah and that's what's so interesting too and we'll we'll talk about that too is yeah you're you're a twin yeah and even though you guys are are very very similar there's some parts of you that are very very different yeah. um and so we'll, yeah I always feel like I'm I'm trying to like just push the limits and there's like anything that seems cliche or like normal I don't know I just I've developed like a sense of humor like over time to just kind of like mock that stuff yeah and that but, is, that is Aquarius right there. That's <laughs> like what you just, that is like the essence. It just always seems so, I don't know, just so boring and just like there wasn't, yeah, there just wasn't any like any thought or just like newness to it. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, like people are just following this. It just seems so boring. Sheeple. Like, I guess, yeah. <laughs> or just, yeah. Or if you're just like, you know, you're just more conservative in your beliefs and you're like, oh yeah, like this is like the trench your way. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, like, I see that's the trench your way, but, like, I don't know, there's got to be something different or, like, more mm -hmm. or better even. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just, like, all this is, like, internally processing in me. Yes. Like, in my, you know, in my beliefs and in my mind, but mm -hmm. I just don't, like, explicitly, like, say that to, like, friends or family usually. Yeah. Yeah, so. but that's, that's the thing. And so... I think Aquarius, right, when we say rebellious, people think, like, the, the first thing that comes into your mind when you think of a rebel is you think of someone who's, like, anti-establishment and super, like, 
but that's not necessarily what a rebel is. A rebel is just someone who thinks differently. Yeah. Well, those are also extreme cases, too. Like, exactly. It's much easier to identify, like, you know, those who, like, are truly outwardly, like, rebellious. Yeah. Or if you're, like, I don't know, like, a goth, you're just, <laughs> like, you know, like, you're, I don't know, I guess even if you're, like, a, a protester of some sort, like, yeah. you definitely tend to be, like, you know, you're, you're outwardly expressing. Yeah. Those beliefs too. Yeah. But yeah, I think there's there's varying degrees. Exactly. Mine just, yeah, mine just hasn't been as like outwardly expressive. Yeah, and 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 so that's what I mean. It's like like rebellious. You're rebellious in thought, and that is right. Aquarius is an air sign. Mm-hmm. Air represents our thoughts, our communication. And so you are rebellious with your your thoughts and your ideas. Aquarius is full of all of these interesting, new, and different ideas. Mm -hmm. And looking at new ways to do things that benefit everyone. And that's exactly what you do. Actually, that's another... That was probably one of the bigger things I latched onto also. is like doing things for like the greater good or just like for like Mm -hmm. the group, not just yourself. Yeah. Because, you know... Part of me is like growing up as a twin, like I never had to share everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't wasn't just me, I was getting all the attention. All the, it was always split between my brother and I. Yeah. And so I think like from that and also just it just seems natural just to always consider like, you know, what is good for the group, whatever, you know, group I may be a part of, like a friend group or mm-hmm. me and you or, you know, just like work as a whole. Yeah. Like I don't mind making like small sacrifices here and there for like the you know betterment of the group mm-hmm. and i'm usually not trying to like such an aquarius i'm usually not trying to like <laughs> only push my idea like you know i like taking like a survey or asking people like oh like what do you think or like mm-hmm. you know i'll throw out like an idea like oh yeah like oh let's go here to like eat or to hang out yeah but you know like oh like what do you guys what do you guys feel like what do you guys want mm-hmm. you know taking everyone's opinion then make okay yeah sounds like most people want to go here let's let's do that yeah like whereas, I, I don't need to like drill home like my. <laughs> whereas exactly then what I you do. look at me, yeah, the Aries. You're the opposite, and I'm the exact <laughs> opposite, right? Yeah. And of course, I'll I'll go along with like whatever the group wants sometimes. But you always know my opinion. You always know where I want to go, and you're always gonna know if I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, you know. can't argue that. <laughs> <laughs> and I am always looking at how I can get what I want. Always. Yeah. I'm always looking out for me. And I mean, like, you know, but it's like, like you said, you were like, you just said it's very natural for you to always consider the group. Yeah. That is not natural for me. That is something I've had to work at. Something that I have to remind myself of. It's definitely not me at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was just, I always just seemed natural. Yeah. That's what was odd. Cause yeah, when I'm like. When I'm hearing these things, like, oh, yeah, like, I just, like, that is my norm. Yeah. Like, I always thought that was normal. And, like, when you're younger, you're like, oh, everyone must think like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's, you know, some people think like that, but. Not everyone. Not everybody. <laughs> that's just, that's my norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, but it's not like, you know, I'm human. I, I'm always, like, looking out for my own, like, self-interest as well. But mm-hmm. to me, it's, like, not. Like, I need to do, I feel like I need to do more than just that. Like, it's just a natural pull to, like, not just consider my own desires, but also, like, everybody else who's a part of 
you know, the group that I'm a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Not for me. <laughs> Not for you. Um, I want to, I want to read one other thing from the, um, time passages app. Okay. You are scientifically minded and logical and confident in manner. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm Doesn't sound anything like so. you at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess I, I'm generally confident in manner. Yeah. I mean, there are times where I do get like ooh. a little shy, but yeah, um, definitely a you are likely to be years ahead of your time in the way you think. Didn't I just say it's about, you know, like new thoughts and ideas. Um, and you can also appear to be more involved with your work than with other people, although you truly value social contact. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's exactly me. Yeah, that's like you to a team. I've been saying that for the team. past couple of years. Like, oh yeah, like I'm so like engaged in work and like, <clears throat> I enjoy it, but I'm like, it doesn't truly make me happy. I do want to shift over to like focusing my priority more on friends. Yeah. You've said it on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's been going on for a while. And I am I feel like I'm slowly getting there. Mm-hmm. Had a little setback the past month because we've been so busy mm-hmm. at work. But I think in general, though, like even though, I, yeah, just overall, I do feel like I'm, I am more committed to that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's... <clears throat> Pretty accurate. That's pretty spot on right there. Okay. So that's your that's your son in Aquarius. Um so the next like main aspect um is called your ascendant, or a lot of people call it your rising. So what's your rising sign? What's your rising sign? My rising sign is Virgo. Yes. <laughs> Good job, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um Kind of embarrassing if I didn't get that right. <laughs> it's okay. You're still... I mean, but you've told me enough, and we've gone over it enough times where yeah. I should know by now. <clears throat> and so your rising sign or your ascendant is sort of... It, it's the sign that... Um, it, it's the first sign in your birth chart. So if you are looking at your birth chart on the very left-hand side, um, it's the first sign. It's the sign that rules the first house. That's how you find out what that is. Um, so you have to actually look at your birth chart or like look it up to find out. Um, <clears throat> so your ascendant or rising sign is sort of like the, the way you come across to other people. So when people first meet you, what is their first impression of you? And so that's why sometimes maybe when you tell someone your sun sign, they're like, uh, I don't know, that doesn't... That doesn't quite match up because when people first meet you, often they see whatever your rising sign is. And then as they get to know you, then more aspects of your sun sign will come out. Um, but right off the bat, that's sort of like what people see is your rising sign. And also it's, it's kind of like the mask that you, that you can wear. Um, some people more than others, but the mask that you wear before you, like get comfortable with people and sort of let them in. But it's definitely like your first impression. Um, and so your rising sign is Virgo. And earth. Yes, good job. <laughs> okay. So Virgo is an earth sign. And for me, I feel like, I feel like you definitely embody so much of the like Virgo aspects. And so, 
when I started getting into astrology, I, I kind of did the same thing. I was like, I don't really know. Like Mike is an Aquarius. Like it, it took me some time to really sort of like understand what Aquarius truly is for me to be like, oh, wow, that really is Mike. But then when I learned that your rising was Virgo, I was like, oh my God, this is Mike. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like you really, really embody yeah. um, what a Virgo is. Like, so, so yeah, like you're rising. Yeah, it's like someone's first impression of you. Yeah. But like as I get to know you like over time and they, mm -hmm. they're with you more and more like then your your son or you know, your, your core traits will become mm -hmm. more apparent. Exactly. And... So, yeah, Virgo is an earth sign. Virgo, um, the, like, stereotypical Virgo is um, very organized. Virgos love to plan and make lists and check things off the list. <laughs> They're, um, yeah, super organized. Um, yeah, that's, like, that's, like, what I think of, of Virgo right off the bat. Um Let's see. Oh, very like conscious of details, right? Very detail oriented, um, neat and orderly. Like to keep your environment well organized. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that's definitely me. Yeah, everything needs a home. Everything needs to be organized. Yeah, needs to know exactly where everything is. <laughs> Mike makes a place for everything. I mean, you should see our place right now. Like, clearly, it's not. Clearly, I live here too. But when, when Mike and I <laughs> no, first, that's mine. First started dating, and when we first, like, um, started living together, he would be like, this this place, this thing needs to be in its home. Where is its home? And I'd be like, this item doesn't have a home. Sometimes it lives on the floor. Sometimes it lives on that shelf. Sometimes it lives over here. And, he's and he would be like, I'm going to put it here, and this is its home now. And so this is where it belongs. And, like, I'm just like... Sure. I'm, I, but I'm terrible at that. I'm like terrible at organizing. And so now when we, when we get things or like when we move and it's like, I don't know where to put this, like find it a home and I give it to him and he'll organize and get, and then I learn like, oh, okay, this is where it goes. That's its home. And then I can keep things organized. But that's, that's really hard for me. It's really hard for me for some reason to like find a home for things. Like, why? I don't know. It just, it just <laughs> is. I'm like, ah, ah, that's why I just give things to you and be like, here, find it at home. Yeah. And you do. I don't know. Yeah. I, my brain just doesn't work that way. I like to be organized the way that you are has just never, I am organized, but not with like things. And you are. Yeah. I mean, ever since I, I was young, like, you know, I felt like it might be kind of like a slight OCD thing. It's like control freak thing, but but that's very Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> it always just made me anxious having like stuff lying around and messing. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be there. Like that's that's not where it belongs. Mm -hmm. And so like I've just carried that through my life. Yeah, that yeah, that it's, is it's, Virgo. I don't know. I think it's I like it. It keeps me very organized, and I know where everything is when I need it. I know exactly where to look. I'm not frantically searching anywhere. So mm -hmm. yeah, it just adds more calm and order to my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little like Marie Kondo thing. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> and I've always been I've considered myself to be, you know, pretty minimalistic. I don't really own like everything I own I use for the most part. Yeah. We've also moved a lot, so we've gotten rid of a lot of stuff. Yes, that has helped. That helps with the uh the de sizing, the decluttering. Mm-hmm.
But yeah, I mean, that's to me, like, that's I feel like that's what a lot of people see. They see like a structured part. Yeah. And like, as you were saying that, I was thinking, like, yeah, like a lot of, you know, a lot of people, well, I guess there's kind of two parts of me. Like, there's the work me, and then there's like the not work me. Mm-hmm. And like, the work me is like, is like extremely Virgo and extremely disciplined and organized and like logical. Yeah. There's also, you tap into all those treats some, when you're at work. Yeah, I say it's more Virgo and a little bit like of the Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like just being focused on work. Yeah. But I feel like. I feel like when I'm at work, a lot of the time, like the Aquarius just wants out. It's just like, <laughs> it's like pushing. It's like, oh, like I can't wait for this to be done. I'm, you know, a lot of people feel like that, of course. Pretty much everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're just like obsessed with work for whatever reason. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I feel like unless there's like. really love what you do. Those two parts of me. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting. Yeah, I feel like the work is definitely the more Virgo and the like, the mm-hmm. not work. And it's like going out and like when I'm socializing, it tends to be a little more of the, uh, the Aquarius. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to come up with just, like, off the top, like, I don't know, random, like, silly things to say or, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like, yeah, just, just come up with, like, kind of new, it's usually, like, related to a joke or just, like, you know, something a little, like, on the sillier side, but mm-hmm. that tends to be, like, my natural uh, go-to. Yeah. You know, I don't get, like, super in-depth into stories, like, I'm always trying to find just, like, funny, silly, like witty little things to say that mm-hmm. are just kind of like out there <laughs> yeah but yeah and uh it's it's fun for me and it adds it adds excitement and yeah. it's also like i like it's like the counterbalance to like my virgo mm-hmm. it's like that super structured part yeah yeah exactly and um so i just have to say from what you just said let me read okay <laughs> um <clears throat> Virgo people have a reputation for neatness, which can border on obsession. (laughs) Didn't you literally just say that? Like, you're like, uh, I think it's kind of like an OCD thing. Yeah. Um, Oh, and for nervousness and a concern over issues of health. I don't know if you necessarily have that part. But, like, the I could see, like, the, the nervousness... Kind of goes along with like the OCD. It makes you uncomfortable. It totally does. I mean, that's yeah. like I, that's also why I feel like I've always had some sort of anxiety because you're always you're always trying to be organized and structured, and things just aren't naturally that. You're mm-hmm. trying to control something that just like sometimes can't be controlled, and it causes you anxiety. Exactly. And if you take that to like an extreme, you're just you know it stresses you out a lot. Yeah. Like that's why like there's like you know serious control freaks out there who are always just like so anxious and uptight mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So trying to like control these situations, I just are inherently like you know somewhat chaotic yeah so i get that i mean i've, I've been also dealing with that my whole life too mm-hmm. there's an underlying anxiety of just like trying to like calm down and like let certain things go and like not be a perfectionist yeah so yeah all of that is like totally 100 percent virgo um it's just funny because it's the opposite like they're almost <clears throat> virgo and aquarius are like kind of opposite so that's also how I feel like I am though I feel like I do mm-hmm. have these two sides yeah. that are kind of like competing and I'm like shifting back and forth between them mm-hmm. it's interesting yeah well actually I think is is Virgo and Aquarius the I'm trying to think are they exact opposites let me see Six. Oh no, it's Virgo and Pisces mm. are exact opposites. Okay, but anyway, but yeah, but they but they are very very different. Um, 
there there's some similarities there, but yeah, I I would agree they're they're very different. So you can feel that like push and pull. Yeah, exactly. Um, let let me just read a few of these other things because it's like as I read them, it's like it's so you, and it's just so funny. Um, <clears throat> you're perhaps overly analytical and fond of detail <laughs> with perfectionist tendencies. Yeah, that's. You literally Absolutely. just said like all of those words to yeah. describe yourself. Yeah. And here they are right here. Um, you may miss out on the big picture by concentrating on the micro. Which, right, maybe yeah. could be true, but then you have this Aquarius aspect which focuses on the macro. So do you feel like that's true? Or maybe or maybe sometimes at work do you get bogged down by like the, the details of things and it's yeah, hard to zoom out? I do. My boss helps me zoom out sometimes, and I have gotten better at, at that. Yeah. I think for me, though, it's like I've, I've definitely felt like kind of the push and pull between these two for sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I'm in one, like, it feels it feels normal and, and natural. But then when I overdo it, it's like I, I start feeling the pull of the other one. Mm-hmm. You're trying to find balance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's always trying to find the balance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so very interesting. So Also, yeah, that's, that's so funny. So I just give you random thoughts now. It's mm-hmm. like growing up, like I always wanted to be Michelangelo. You know, I told you that because my favorite color is orange. Oh, and so Michelangelo yes. to me is like... From the Ninja Turtles. We're talking about from the Ninja Turtles, not the painter. Not the painter. Yeah. From the Ninja Turtles. From the Ninja Turtles, yeah. Yeah, I was in some like art savant as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, I feel like that was speaking to like my core of wanting to be this like, let your freak flag fly, like be spontaneous and out there. I was like, yeah, like Michelangelo is awesome. But then like, mm-hmm. what was kind of more of like my easier tendency when what I showed was definitely more Virgo. Yeah, I was almost more of like a Donatello type. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's just so funny because <laughs> like I'm just thinking back to like you know these thoughts I've and things I liked as a kid and how they're kind of also aligning with with mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's intriguing. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's fascinating. So that's that's your rising sign. And now we're going to go into your moon sign. <clears throat> Cancer. Yes. So your moon sign is your emotions. It's your inner world. Um, it's something that really a lot of people can identify with. But outwardly, most people would, wouldn't really know or because it, it is very much your, your inner world and your own emotions. Um, so your moon is in Cancer. Um, and Cancer is a water sign. And Cancer is very, like, sensitive and nurturing and... Cancer is also um, sometimes related to to like um, the mother or maternal. Um, cancer is the ruling sign of the moon, so the moon is ruled by Cancer. So it's very um, yeah, just like like when you when you think of like the moon and the aspects of the moon and how the moon goes through cycles, just like women do. So it's very they're they're very connected. Um, but so having cancer as your moon sign can make you very, um, like sensitive and caring. Um, let's see. 
sensitive, of course. <laughs> what are some of the other things? Um, yeah, so you can be, cancers can be very, like, vulnerable, um, but very, like, loving and, and, and sort of, like, soft. Um, and I think what's really interesting is that, well, I, I don't know what, how do you feel about, about that? Just knowing that like your, your, your internal world and your emotions, um, being in cancer of being very like sensitive, kind, nurturing. I mean, I definitely think that's, that's also kind of has come more naturally to me also just because. You know, I, I always associated it with just having like, you know, it's like a fantastic and very loving mother, mm -hmm. not really growing up with a father. So I just felt like I kind of gained more of those like motherly traits almost like, so, you know, that was my norm growing up. Yeah. Like, I feel like I absorbed more like that feminine energy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I think back to it and like try to explain it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I felt like just being like empathetic also because I had a brother and we were twins and yeah. we shared everything. So. Mm -hmm. I remember there were times like growing up where I just like felt, you know, I didn't physically feel pain that my brother was going through, but like I just hurt so bad like when he was like in pain because like, you know, I didn't want him to have that pain and I was like, felt like I was more like, you know, spiritually and emotionally sharing it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, That's interesting. I don't think you've ever said that before. I think I've said it, but maybe not quite like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm also just, like, rethinking these things now. Mm -hmm. Slight of perspective. Yeah, now that you're older. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I know a little bit more. Yeah. I feel like I'm a little more self-aware. <clears throat> so, yeah, there was, there was that. Um, I feel like most people I've ever met or who, like, truly know me would say I'm, like, you know, I'm a nice, like, kind person. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I feel like that's just, like, that's more of my natural tendency just to be, like, a little nicer and kinder and sweeter and mm -hmm. it's I've had to like actually you know it's been really hard to like over the years develop being more assertive and like you know kind of what I would what I would consider is kind of obtaining more you know like masculine like manly traits mm -hmm. so those just weren't I guess like on a more in like a more social way they weren't natural to me mm -hmm. like growing up and like physically playing as a kid and like being a boy like yeah that, that all came natural but like I just felt like when it came to like being assertive in a social situation or like standing up for for myself or someone else like that I don't know that always seemed like difficult because it wasn't I felt like I just had to be like kind yeah towards everyone but like there was a time where like you know there are times where like you just can't do that yeah and it was hard for me to like go against what I felt was like natural and normal mm -hmm. and so like I'd, I'd fight it and like I had to like you know, come to terms with like, oh yeah, like this is my natural tendency, but it doesn't mean I always have to act like this or like I should always act like this. There are times where I have to act a different way. Yeah. And like that's more of like, I guess more of the fire sign, mm -hmm. which I don't have in any of my, my three signs. Not the three major signs, but yeah, it's very interesting that you say that because your, your, um, your Mars is in Aries, which is a fire sign. And your Mars is that that assertiveness, right? So it it's so interesting what you just said. Your natural tendency is to lean on your moon sign, right? And be be that kind, gentle, 
um, um, cancer, mm-hmm. cancer moon, but and but that you really had to work at at that at this, but you have that aspect in you, but you've had to work on it, and that's your your Mars in Aries. So it's like it's literally what you just said. So your Mars in Aries, Mars is sort of like your masculine ener- energy, and um, your Moon Moon is very feminine energy, and your Moon is in Cancer, which is like one of the most like soft feminine energies. So your Moon sign is super comfortable and happy in Cancer. So that that so being that very soft kind feminine kind of energy it is very natural to you but at the same time you also have mars which is like sort of that that energy that is it's your masculine energy it's when you're determined when you want to go for something when you want to stand up for something like mars mars is ruled by aries and your mars is in aries so it's like you have like both like you have your your moon which for every the moon in general is ruled by cancer your moon is in cancer in general mars is ruled by aries your mars is in aries so you have these two polar opposites your feminine like the moon which is feminine energy yours is sitting in feminine energy of cancer and then we have mars um, which is masculine energy sitting in Aries, which is like super masculine energy. So it's like you have these two, they're like polar opposites. And you've been very comfortable in that sort of um, feminine energy, maybe because, you know, growing up with just a mom. And also um, Virgo can can be a very soft, fe- Virgo is called Virgo because virgin, right? So Virgo is a very feminine, soft energy as well, even though they can be very, like, structured. They're still, like, a soft, feminine energy. So if you think about it, all of that, and then you have your your Mars, but your Mars is in your eighth house. And we're not going to talk too much about houses because I'm still starting to get to know houses. Um, But the eighth house I know a lot about because I have a lot of stuff in the eighth house. But the eighth house is like the sort of like this this like mysterious house it's it 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 can be whenever you have planets in the eighth house they can be very um like they can be subdued or they can be um something that you're you don't show that's what it is when when you have planets in the eighth house typically um that's something that you keep very very private right um and so like i i have my sun and my moon and my mars all in the eighth house so i have a lot of things that i sort of like it's kind of like you you keep it very secret and you only let a few people see it that's kind of how i would describe the eighth house and so your mars is in the eighth house so that that sort of like masculine determined energy even though it's in this fire sign it's very opposite the your moon which you feel really comfortable in Mm -hmm. and it's it's also something that you tend to um sort of like hide or keep masked because it's in the eighth house Mm -hmm. and so that goes along with everything that you just said 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to keep going. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. Yeah, that, that is... That's how I've always felt, like, as I've, you know, as I've grown up and kind of considered this more, like, yeah, I was, I was kind of the realization I came to, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not in this much, like, detail or, like, this, you know, this, in this, like, nice framework, but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I remember being in college, I was like, man, I, I just feel like I'm always, like, like, so shy and, like, you know, I'm, like, calm and nice and, like, when I talk to people, like, you know, like, they, they like me and, I, you know, I like them and it's, like, but I, I was always, like, so it was very difficult for me to, like, just be the one to, like, initiate a conversation or just, like, maybe go against what somebody else was saying, even if I had a different opinion. Yeah. I just tended to, yeah, I just, I was a little more passive, almost, like, kind of go with the flow, like, you know, don't rock the boat kind of thing. hmm And, uh, yeah, I always felt like that was kind of hard for me because I feel like, you know, most, that might not be, you know, the common masculine trait. Yeah. It's more of just like you know, like stereotypical. Yeah, like stereotypical masculine traits. More mm-hmm. of just like I don't know, just being confident and pushing forward with like who you are. Yeah. Even if it's like, even if you're like causing harm to other people, or you know, not seeing like all the repercussions of your actions. Yeah. So yeah, I just I'm yeah, I always just struggled with that. Mm-hmm. So I always felt like I was somewhat of the opposite. Yeah. Now you know why. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's one other one other aspect that I want to talk about that goes in line with that, and that is your north node. Okay. So your north node is right next to your Mars, and it's also in the eighth house in Aries. So you have your Mars and your north node in Aries right next to each other. Mm-hmm. So your north node... Um, is sort of like it, it's it's like your north star in a sense. It's like this is this is the thing that you are here to like sort of learn and it's it's like a lifelong goal or like a lifelong lesson that you're here to learn. And so with your north node being in Aries, that that's exactly what you're here to learn. And so then your Mars is right there. They're right next to each other. So no wonder, because your North Node is saying, like, this this is something you're you're going to be learning your whole life, is how to embody those Aries traits. Mm-hmm. And your Mars, which is all about your, your masculine energy, your determination, how you, like, put yourself out into the world, is in Aries. And that's the thing you're trying to learn with your north node. So you see what I mean? How they like align? Yeah. How so like, uh, and then with it being in your eighth house, that also makes it like sort of like even harder in a sense. You know, it, it it's not something that you like easily show. It's not like when something is your first house, that's like, here I am, right? But it's in your eighth house, which is like the opposite, which is like. Oh, is that how it works? Like the higher the house, the more. No. Okay. No, not exactly. The more eternal it is. So it's not, okay. <clears throat> no, no. Okay. Um. Just for for one and eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, like your your north node, like let's see. Um. Do do do. Okay. So this placement gives a focus on personal transformation and on deeply felt relationship with other people. 
Isn't that what you just said? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to focus more on. Yeah. In the past or in a previous lifetime, depending on what you believe, um, you paid a great deal of attention to ownership of property and material things. You need to gradually let go of these attachments in the course of this lifetime. This may prove difficult, especially if you have strong conjunctions between your south node and other planets. We'll get into that. Um, doo -doo -doo. Oh, your focus as you mature will be more and more on how you can be helpful to others in your relationships with them and less on status, prestige, and the accumulation of riches or physical security. Can you read that part one more time? Mm -hmm. Your focus as you mature will be more and more on how you can help or on how you can be helpful to others in your relationships with them and less on status, prestige, and accumulation of physical things and money. Yeah, I, I feel like that's that's what I want. Yeah. I never, yeah, I've never cared about prestige or status. Yeah. Um, I've definitely cared about money. Yeah. Um, but now that, like, you know, we're, we're doing a lot better with that, I feel like that that's, you know, that was never my true priority. Like, I wanted that for stability so I could focus on the things that I really wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is, sorry, like, my relationships with my friends and my family and people I care about. Yeah. Yeah, just, like, being able to commit more time to that. Yeah, I mean, and if I can help them, great. Yeah. And that'd be amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd, I'd want to also. But, yeah, just, just being there and being around them and enjoying life together. I mean, that's generally what I want. Yeah. Yeah, but so, like, <clears throat> it, that's so interesting. Like, so everything that we've said all matches up perfectly with this as well, with, like, what your north node is. Right, looking at like your how you're like some of these like Aquarian traits you want to sort of like develop more the ones that are more about like socializing and um, focusing less on work and more about your relationship with others like and hello what is polyamory right like that's part of the big reason we want to focus on that relationship with others yeah and 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 what did this just say and it is, it is Definitely contrarian and going yes. against the status quo. How, <laughs> exactly. How you can be helpful to others in your relationships with them. Hello? That's like, like that's exactly like why we want to be polyamorous, mm -hmm. right? Because we want to learn and grow and be helpful to others through relationships, through like intimate relationships too. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that, that's part of it. Yeah. Um, let me let me read this because this is this is interesting. Um, <clears throat> the oh yeah, the sexual act itself can become a basis for your security and therefore transformative as you relate to others in a deeper and more spiritual way. <laughs> Wait, so is that saying that? So this is like talking sex about sex is like would be like your norm of connecting with people in a spiritual way. Is that what it's saying? It like forms the yes, basis. Yes, because okay, so the eighth house is um can can be very much about like sexuality. 
okay. And 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 that sort of relationship. The eighth house is normally like um, ruled by Scorpio. Okay. And Scorpio is very like private, sensual, like sort of like the stereotypical Scorpio is like, you know, a girl like wearing all black and like the black eyeliner, but not in like a goth way, but in this like death and sex and sort of like mysterious yeah, mysterious sensual right that is the eighth house kind of yeah. that that is the eighth house mm-hmm. where your north node is and where your mars is it's also where my sun is where my moon is and where my mercury is but anyway so this this is talking about your north node being in the eighth house i wasn't even reading sorry your north node in aries the, what I just read was specifically about your North Node being in the 8th house. Okay. That's why it, it has the thing about sex. Um, my bad. I meant to read the North Node in Aries first. But um, but it, it's the same thing. So this place in it also gives you a focus on advancing into your own individual selfhood. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like that's that's what I feel like I've I've been doing. I feel like I never truly had like a self identity. Yeah. A true like truly defined self identity growing up, being a twin, it was always like, you know, Matt and Mike. We always kind of were viewed as one. Yeah. Mike and Matt. Mike and Matt, yeah. No, I mean I don't know. Did people always say Matt and Mike or did they say Mike or Matt? Were you first or second? I think it was probably Matt and Mike. I think a lot of people went alphabetically like oh, that. Oh wow. Well, for me it's always been Mike and Matt. <laughs> course such your Aries <laughs> um but yeah and I feel like it's also like kind of related to you know going with the flow like not wanting to rock the boat like I just kind of I was kind of like not clearly defined in mm-hmm. who I was and like I always knew like yeah I wanted to be kind I wanted to be a good person I wanted to like be hardworking, intelligent I had like kind of these you know these general traits that I like I followed mm-hmm but like yeah, now I'm I'm trying to like narrow that down into like a more focused and like clearly defined self identity. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's you know I've I've had that thought. That's what's interesting about it is because I've had that thought recently. It's not like it came up before and like you know I've been working on it this whole time. It is like a you know a relatively like new within the past like year or two. Yeah. Thought I've had. Yeah. So. And you've said that before you even knew. This was in your chart. Yeah, you, you know? and I talked about that before. Yeah. I've heard of any of this. Yeah, like, and and so it's like as you've gotten older and as you've truly started to get to know yourself, you've realized that, like, this is something you want. And, like, you even said it in, in the episode where we were talking about um, the, like, Mike, Mike sets the record straight, that episode. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. You were like, there are all these things about yourself, which I also think is that Aquarian right that like outwardly you might not seem super like like open-minded and different and rebellious of thought right but but you've always felt that way you've just never been super outwardly expressive of it and that's kind of what this is you know it's it's with your with your north node being in aries it's also about that like self-identity and, and proclaiming that and being yeah. like, no, this is who I am. So all of those like Aquarian things about you that you feel like you've always kept to yourself, it's like, no, now it's time to really like let those be outward 
to yeah. to talk about it, to show it, to say, no, this is who I am. Yeah. To to bring those Aquarian traits to the forefront and be like, no, this is me. This is how I think. It is different, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting because you know there was there have been a lot of times like throughout, I don't know, just throughout the past like ten years that I can remember where it's like, I always think of something like that I wanted to say that I thought was like kind of out there and clever, but I was like too shy or like. Or I just thought it was, like, too kind of weird or out there to say. And so, like, I would never say it. I would just, like, think it. But, like, you know, it never came out of my mouth. I just, like, cut it off. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's kind of it's kind of going along, like, you know, with, with all of this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I just... Like, yeah, what, what has, like, internally happened... And like what has become my norm is just is like kind of contradictory to what I've you know exposed to people, mm-hmm. and so it's like I feel like now I have to like I don't know if like fighting the battle is the right way to to put it, but like I have to like you know kind of redefine myself to like a lot of people because I just wasn't maybe it was a confidence thing or you know maybe I just I wasn't there was something holding me back. What that was, I'm not 100 percent sure, but. Yeah. There was there was a an insecurity or lack of confidence mm-hmm. of being different, even yeah. though I want it to be. Yeah. That. Yeah, I just I never did some of these things. Yeah. And honestly, that's why like a lot of the times I like you know when I was like drunk or really drunk, like mm-hmm. all that stuff came out and like, <laughs> like wow this is fun like this is like who I want to be. <clears throat> and, yeah. You know it usually was like you know. We just had a great time, and a lot of people were like, "Whoa, like, Mike, that was kind of like crazy party. Like, I've never seen that before." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, I feel like that's the real me, though." Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's just interesting going through this whole growth, this whole like self understanding and like growth process. Yeah. Um. And yeah, just like you know, it, it's not like this change isn't sudden. That you know, it doesn't like happen all at once. It doesn't like. It's no. not you just open, like, the floodgates and all comes out. No. Like, it takes time to, like, slowly, like, go through it all. Exactly. But it feels, yeah, I mean, it feels right and it feels great. And, like, I've never felt more, like, I feel like it's given me, like, more energy and definitely more confidence and more perspective. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited just to see where it keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing about the North Node. It is a lifelong process and a lifelong lesson. That's why it's kind of like, you can call it like your North Star, because it's like, this is the thing that I'm working towards. And so you can always kind of gauge like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm kind of going off path. Let me bring myself back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of like saying like, is, is this thing that I'm going to do or is, is it not speaking up? Is that going to be leading me on this path? No. Well, then maybe I need to course correct. Yeah. You know, it's kind of so it's that north star of being like, this is yeah. this is what I'm working towards to sort of fulfill, like one of the reasons that I'm here in this lifetime. Yeah, and you like, like with that example, like not saying something that you know you you wanted to say, like you feel it on the moment too. I'm like, oh, I should have said that. Like, there's like mm-hmm. that immediate regret. There's like that immediate like, you know, feedback. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this this isn't what you wanted. Like, you're you're veering off that path. Like. This yeah. is actually what you wanted. Yeah. And so, like, next time, to not be so regretful, mm-hmm. you should say something. Yeah. Say what you want to say. Kind of thing. <clears throat> exactly. 
Okay, so how does all of this, all of your, the aspects of your chart tie into polyamory? Or like what can we, <clears throat> by looking at your chart, what, like, what can we look at and say like, ooh, this could have been a clue as to why maybe polyamory would be right for you? Yeah. And I think the obvious answer is that you are an Aquarius. Yeah, that's the big one. <laughs> that's the big one, right? Aquarius is like the free thinker, forward thinker, doing things differently. And it's like you've said before on the podcast, like you've, you've thought this made sense for a long time. You know, and it was always something that you thought and you just never really outwardly expressed yeah. like we've talked about. Yeah. There's also the open-mindedness part too because yeah. ever since I can remember, it's like whenever someone has been like, oh, do you want this or that? I've always been like, or like, or choose this side or that side. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never been able just to choose just one. Yeah. It's like, if, if it's like about choosing sides, mm -hmm. it's like, well, I don't want to like you know, pigeonhole myself into one side. I want to, like, keep an open mind about, like, like, I'll choose the side I'm more associated with, but I also want to keep an open mind and, like, still listen to and consider, like, what this other side is saying. Yeah. I don't want to be, like, so, like, diehard, like, this is the only one right path. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's, I don't necessarily know if that's, like, a lack of commitment. It's more of just, like, I just never, I never want to, like, blind myself to, like, mm -hmm. by choosing and only focusing on one thing yeah it's like I want to keep like that open mind yeah and I know that's, that's kind of vague but like no that's a super Aquarian thing because I am not like that <laughs> I am not like that and we're about to get into my chart and <laughs> I am not like that yeah yeah but it's also like I maybe it's because I don't want to like that might be part of the greater good thing possibly because mm -hmm. it's like I don't want to just like choose this one side and like negate this other side you yeah know? it's like yeah i mean more aligned with this side but this side also has some good points here and there so it's like i still want to like keep an open mind to like what this other group is saying yeah and then maybe see you know how we could compromise yeah or how we could you know figure out what works for the majority yeah that's just generally like that's like the general principle i've taken to like different I don't know, different aspects where I've had to, like, choose one or the other. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I guess kind of an obvious or kind of, like, an easier to, like, recognize extreme would be, like, the jock or the nerd. <laughs> like, for me, it's, like, I just feel like I'm 50-50. Like, I'm right mm -hmm. in the middle of both. I've loved both. Yeah. Ever since, like, you know, like, I, I came across the idea, I guess. I wasn't always, like, oh, I'm only going to be, like, the athlete or I'm only going to be, like, the nerd. I'm, like, I love, you know, the the physicality and, like, the being in the moment of like playing sports and like just like you know the health aspects mm -hmm. but I also love like you know I feel like I could do more by like training my mind and like becoming an engineer I could help more people and yeah just like be more just do more good for the world such an Aquarius <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah I mean like it is demanding though because it's like I do have like these strong desires to do both mm -hmm. and so like you know like I guess that's where the Virgo comes in because I can very, you know, I'm very structured and organized in my mm -hmm. day. Like, I just, I break everything down into, like, I'm going to work these hours, but, you know, I'll have this time beforehand, so I'm going to do this work beforehand, and then after work, I'm going to work out, and then I'll have this extra time to, like, maybe socialize or, you know, relax if I need to take a little bit of a break. So, yeah, I'm always mm -hmm. trying to, like, break down my day. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. But, yeah, to me, like, that's also, and then... I, 
that also ties into polyamory. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I love like, I love you and like I love our marriage and what we have, but there's also part of me. It's like I don't want to like cut off having intimate relationships with other people at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Also, it's a lot to like try to do. Yeah, it takes a lot of like discipline and planning and organizing and well, good communicating. Thing you got that Virgo in you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely going to be needed. Yeah. <laughs> it has been needed up to this point. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> to me, that that's just like, it's all falling in line with like that core, you know, Aquarian trait. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, but then also I think looking at your North Node in the eighth house that one's not quite so obvious, but after reading through it, you know, and looking at how you want to be more assertive, you want to understand yourself more, but also, also how can you help people through relationship with them? That's a big one, you know? And so like looking at that North node, like that polyamory, it's like, you can have lots of relationships with people and how can you benefit others through those relationships? Mm -hmm. So that to me is like a, oh wow, polyamory, it fits right in with that. And so I think, I think those two aspects are really big. One of them is, is your, your core, your sun sign, the core of who you are is interested in that. And so that's, but that's not to say that like every Aquarius, if you're an Aquarius, polyamory is right for you. Again, we've talked about like, you can't just look at one thing. You have to look at a couple different things. Mm -hmm. But I think the fact that, yeah, you've always wanted to sort of like keep your options open or have options or be open-minded to new and different things. And then having your North node also be there of like wanting relationship with lots of people it just, it kind of all makes sense and, and fits in. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so interesting. <laughs> um, it is, it is. And it helps me, like, you know, organize these these thoughts and beliefs I've developed you know, over my lifetime. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been very, like, eye-opening, but also, like, very helpful. Yeah me like put in like a framework yeah and 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 it has, has helped me establish more of a self-identity too yeah because it's not this is like this like oh wow like i feel like i'm going here now and here and then it's just like kind of like a swirling all over the place i'm like i can like more clearly define how i felt yeah it's helping me define who i am as a result yeah it's like reading this and and learning about your chart is, has kind of helped helped you it's put words into the things that you felt mm-hmm. and it's, it's sort of like defined yeah. those feelings. Yeah. And so it's like, Oh wow. Now you, it's like, now you have the words to describe how you've been feeling. Whereas before you didn't quite know, you know what I mean? It's, it's sort of helped yeah. you define like, yeah. yes, that's what that feeling was. Or yes, that's what that feeling was. Yeah. Like at moments I would have breakthroughs and I would be able to be like, yeah, that's clearly it. But other times it's like, it hasn't been so like clearly defined. Yeah. So yeah, when you read something that is like a truth to you, you're like, yeah, that's it. It's mm-hmm. like the aha moment. Like, yeah, that's, you know, that's what I've been feeling or that's what I've been thinking. Yeah.
All right, that is it for today's episode. I hope you had as much fun listening as we had recording it because as you can see, astrology has been a really great way for us to just dive even deeper into our journey of, you know, getting to know ourselves and our exploration of who we are and what we want our lives to be. And yeah, so astrology has played a pretty big part in that. So we will continue this conversation next week. Um, we, we dive more into my chart, some of the aspects in my chart that sort of point to why polyamory is, um, you know, a good fit for me. And then we also talk about just, yeah, a little bit more of our journey with astrology, just like in general. Um, so if you are curious about astrology or want to learn more, I highly, highly suggest you look up my friend Izzy. She is the one that we, um, you know, recorded the episode with before and it just didn't work out. Um, but her, so you can find Izzy on Instagram. Her personal um, account is Izzy Jane, I-Z-Z-Y-J-A-N-E on Instagram. Um, that's her just like own personal but then her like astrology Instagram is the house of celestial magic. So the house of celestial magic, magic with a CK. And this is where she posts a bunch of, um, you know, just like updates on what's going on in the sky. Like when we have a, a full moon or a new moon or like Taurus season, Pisces season, when Mercury goes retrograde, like all that kind of stuff. So that's where she posts that. And then if you go to um, the House of Celestial Magic, her website is there. And it's the same thing, thehouseofcelestialmagic.com. And on her website, this is where you can um, book a reading. And she does all kinds of different readings. So we talked about like our sun, moon, and rising sign, right? Like the big three. If you are like just dipping your toes in and maybe that's all you really want to know right now because it's a lot of information to start, you know, she has a reading where you just do that. It's 25 minutes and she just goes through your sun, moon, and your rising. Um, or you can do the big three and the personal planets, like we talked about Venus and Mars. Those are some of the personal planets. Or you can get like a full chart reading if you're like, I want to know the whole thing. She also does like horoscopes and um, transits, talking about like all the transits that are happening. Like she has all kinds of readings. So I highly recommend you go to her website, thehouseofcelestialmagic.com. And there you can, you know, book a reading or reach out to her and ask questions and learn more. But astrology has been a really amazing tool for myself and also for Mike. So that's a little bit about um, if you're looking to learn more, that's who I suggest. Um, my friend Izzy. So next week we will be diving more into my chart. Um... And yeah, so we we will pick up the conversation literally right where we left it off and go from there. 
As always, if you have any questions or if you want to reach out to me and Mike, please follow us, um, follow me on Instagram, uh, send me a message. My Instagram is at underscore alisa.janelle um, or you can send us um, an email at um, polyplusamore equals us eight at gmail.com. Um, and as always, please subscribe to our show on whichever platform you're listening on or, um, you know, give us a rating or, yeah, share us with a friend, especially if you have a friend who is into astrology or is into this kind of stuff. They would love this conversation. So anyway, thank you all for being here. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate your support. And I can't wait to share the rest of our conversation with you next week. 